Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 109 of the Splashcast, the Around the League edition, Monday Night Raw. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood. Our powers combined. We are your HBCU homeboys. Thank you for rocking with us. Like, follow, subscribe. We still are the realest podcast in the world, and it's only because of you. Only because of y'all. Don't spit in people's mouths. And if you do, (laughs) know she's going to stay. Never gonna leave. And I get the name, get your name tattooed on her face. At least Zion didn't eat the spaghetti. That's all it looks like. He didn't eat the spaghetti. That's all that matters because <laughs> <laughs> he is detached. So, uh, and you know, that you know, his baby mama probably in the house giving him fits. She didn't got this name tattooed on her face. What were you doing to her? You spitting? Yes, hey, bro. I'd have been, I'd have been. Is this I've where we start? Somewhere. All right. Well, we go. This was in the pregame, y'all. This was in one hundred and nine pregame. But we go. We go. We gonna keep the conversation going at that much money. I, I feel I like that about it. that. Him making that much money allows me to say yes. That's what I was doing. He ain't married. He's twenty two. <laughs> what you, you gonna say? Larsa Pippen just take half of Scotty Pippen's money. Scotty Pippen and Larsa were married. And that baby. What you mean, child? Child Seaport. <laughs> Go ahead, right there in there, off the rip. Have a baby by me, baby. Be a millionaire. So he got 170 M's, bruh. He could pay her 180 thousand dollars a month for the rest of his life. It don't matter. Like at that point, yes, I would say yes. You spitting in her mouth? Yes, I was. And if you know anything about, you are an agent of chaos, boy. (laughs) I am. And if you know anything about the garden tool activity, more than likely. If he has a tight, that means he got a routine, which means she ain't surprised that he spit in another woman's mouth. Which going to make her even more mad. You doing it. I thought it was, you was only doing that to me. Let me find out you're doing that to everybody in these streets. And well, then you need to reevaluate. They going to form a union. All the, all the Zion's, Zion's disease, Zion's disease. They going to get together and like they got the players union. They going to have a Z union. Union and and I shoot that's my Lou Williams will be Lou will be my representation Lemon Pep 
Hey, man, you don't you don't have not one ounce of the player just coach, gene you, that Lou, Lou Williams got to get coached up. Got to be the Mac. You can't the Mac wasn't Lou, the Mac till he got coached up. Now, hey, Lou Williams run a clean operation. He said we are just <laughs> a family and we support each other. That's not what Zion has going on. Zion has World War Three going on. I don't well, care. He, got, he got a family. <laughs> they all support him. She got tattooed on that. That is the epitome of support. Tattoo on the face. Yeah, I'm she for also you. said fire him. She also is directing hurling insults at your job. Fire him. Trade him. He's fat. Like that's the part that's crazy to me is <laughs> this is where we started. I don't care. This I, agent of chaos. This is where we at. We're supposed to be HBCU yeah. segment. We'll get to it. This is about black babies anyway. It, it. <laughs> okay. HBCU baseball. Let's start. Born there. and unborn. Yeah, and we have two players going to the MLB. That was a good one. You can't step over that joke. I'm stepping over it like a dead body. I didn't see it. I don't know it. I didn't hear it. My name is Paul, and that's all. We have North Carolina A&T pictures. Your name can't be Bennett because I unbinned it. And Bethune cooked me infield the highlight. All right, no, 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 no. All right, you got to start over. Start over. That was too funny. All right, start over. For real. So, once again, now that we've gotten the, <laughs> and we haven't got the childish part out, we will return to this. This is going to be a running no, thing. But two standout players number one, North Carolina AT pitcher Xavier Meacham and Bethune cooked me infield the Highland Hall will be in a group of 343 college and high school players that are going to go to the first ever MLB combine. I know it's only two players, but it's two more than we would have probably gotten any other time. I'm happy that they are there. And this is the very first one. It will be at Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm happy and I hope to see more in the years to come. This is fantastic. And we wish both of these guys the best of luck. Yeah, so it says a year after not a single HBCU player was selected. Uh, this is actually the second combine, not the first. Um, last year, there was no HBCU player selected to participate in the combine. This gotcha. year, there is two players that are going to participate amongst the top baseball players in uh, the nation. Um, very important because baseball has a million rounds of drafting. So because uh, they got to fill out the minor leagues and all of that. So the fact that these guys hopefully will get a shot uh, and can open up the door for other HBCUs is absolutely awesome, man. I'm, I'm excited for it. Great news, great news. Keep pushing the door open, man. Keep pushing the door open. Uh, NBA legend Dominique Wilkins joins the Birmingham Legion ownership. Uh, the Legion announced today a new investor, Dominique Wilkins has joined the ownership team. Wilkins brings his passion for investing in communities through sports as a new owner of Birmingham's longest standing professional team. Shout out to Dominique for investing in the Legion. Yes. I mean, this ain't really HBCU news, but it's blackity black. It's Birmingham. It's Dominique Wilkins. We support all of this. And we support the Birmingham Legion. And I just kept seeing BHM. I'm thinking Black History Month. And no, it's Birmingham. But you see how that fits well together, like Lou. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And then uh, FAMU, shout out to FAMU grad. Uh, Scott Uzel will serve as general manager and vice president of uh, an overseas North American operations. Um, 
FAMU grad. That's this, a big deal. This is one thing that we, you know, we talk about a lot of sport business. We just talked about Jordan moving their former vice president to becoming. She is now the president of Nike. I mean, not Nike, but Jordan operations. And we have, you know, Scott Uzel here, who is now going to move into a vice president role with Nike and, you know, very well could do the same thing there. So, you know, number one, shout out to, you know, FAMU, shout out to HBCUs and just let you know, even if you start, starting with an HBCU is just the beginning. You can go anywhere in the world you want to. And of course, the more opportunity we get, the more doors that we can open for fu- for the future, right? At this point in many of our careers and many of our uh, lives, you are starting to look back to see how you can improve and bring others with you and as well as improve the landscape for the next generation. Um, this is another door that is now controlled by us and can be opened by us. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Nike is in Oregon. We don't really have any HBCUs out West. So to have an HBCU grad there will allow us to get more graduates out West. And maybe you never know, man, this could be the starting block of maybe an HBCU on the West Coast or reopened on the West Coast. You never know. But this is just the first step. So I'm excited for this, man. I'm excited and I'm happy for uh, uh, Mr. Uzel. And then, of course, Norfolk State's Chris Bankston has signed on to play one of is the first HBCU player so far to sign to play with the men, with an NBA team in summer league. He will be playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, you never know what can happen when you play in summer league. Look at the Miami Heat. Their entire roster outside of Bam and Jimmy and Kevin Love is summer league players that had to prove themselves. Uh, so you never know what could happen. So uh, shout out to getting at least getting an opportunity for Chris Banks. Congratulations. Bankston, he averaged 12.7 points, seven rebounds, 1.3 blocks, uh, getting an opportunity to sign with the Minnesota Timberwolves Summer League chance. Now, I w- I'm going to be very transparent. They have almost a billion dollars in bigs, and I think he's a power forward, maybe a small forward. Uh, so I'm not sure exactly what their roster makeout will look out, look like. But all you're trying to do is good, get good tape against your competitors. Take this time in Summer League. To get you some good tape, go dominate, and these teams are going to reach out if you look good and give you an opportunity. That's what it is. Summer League is never about the team you're playing for. It's about putting your tape out there. Um, You're going to be able to – you should be able to take advantage of playing against the Stars. Now, I'm going to pray for you when you play against Wimby, but you can maybe use that opportunity to show off that you could be a stretch big. So – uh, with that being said, man, we are excited for you. We are excited for you. Um, I don't see this on here, and I don't really want to say it during HBCU, but I'm going to say it now. Uh, prayers to Coach Deion Sanders, former Jackson State coach. Uh, he had surgery on his foot again. Um, he is in danger of getting his foot amputated, although he has downplayed it. Since the surgery happened, we do want to we give you a lot of crap about leaving Jackson State and we meant it. But you as a human being, you as a man, we're never going to wish ill upon you. And we always wish you well. So uh, prayers up to Deion Sanders. 
Yeah, so um, I think that they've already released that he's had a successful surgery mm-hmm. for the blood clot, and they now think that amputation is not necessary. Uh, he's expected to leave the hospital on Sunday. Um, you're right, you know. At the end of the day, like, sports to sports. It's a game. It matters, but it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, man, we just, you know, hope you get well. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the splash cast. Oh, HBC. I thought you were talking about John Collins time in Atlanta. We'll get there. HBCU news around the culture. We will then we will take about a two minute break and we'll be right back with our basketball news, WNBA and NBA news. Y'all stay tuned. Grab your drink. If you if you're a New York Yankees fan, grab your banana, hate <laughs> eat it, and then Pop right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our basketball segment of episode 109 of the Splash Casting Around the League Edition Monday Night Raw. We appreciate y'all for tuning in with us, man. We got a lot to talk about today, but we got some NBA free agency news. Dennis Rodman is shooting at Larry Bird for some reason. Uh, a lot of injuries going on along with parity. But before we get there, man, let's talk about some news around the league. WNBA. Uh, Ladies first. Ladies first. Aaliyah Boston is the first WNBA rookie since 2014 to be named an NBA All-Star. Uh, she averages... Uh-oh. 15.6 points, 15, 8 rebounds, 2.2 assists, and 0.8 steals. Uh, they just showed a video of her. and She said, that, you know, I had a bunch of goals going into my rookie year, but this was not on my bingo card. Uh I don't think that she went into it thinking that she would be an all-star. And the woman is a monster. Um, she's a well-rounded, good basketball player, and she's giving the Indiana Fever everything that they could ask for. Um. So I saw. I actually. So I've tried to keep up with the Atlanta, the Atlanta Dream. Right. I saw one of the first games I saw this season was Indiana playing Atlanta. Atlanta won. No, Indiana won. Aaliyah Boston is, she's 6'5", 220. She is all of 6'5", 220. And she uses her body very similarly to, like, Joker. She's got very good touch around the rim. Um, She knows, hey, I operate in the paint. Give me the ball. She's a very good passer. Uh, and she reads very well. I see nothing but. I think she'll be first team all M- WNBA by year three. Easily. She's balling right now with almost no help. She she is as advertised. And that is rare. Like We're, we're waiting to see how Wimbiana plays out. Leah Boston said, now nah, I'm here. I'm comfortable yeah. and I'm good and I'm gonna get better. There's one lottery pick that they will not cut. Uh and she looks like she's every bit of the first round draft pick that they thought she was gonna be. So shout out to Aaliyah Boston, man. Um 
the Stockton Kings, which is the G League affiliate of the Sacramento Kings, um, has become the first G League team to have a female head coach and GM after hiring Lindsey Harding and Anjali Renadeve. 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 There we go. Anjali Renadeve. That her. On the right. Anjali. On Tuesday. I tried. Forgive me. Uh, don't let my mispronunciation of your name take away from the fact that uh, you two are making history. So shout out to the Sacramento Kings for making history. Congratulations. We always want to see more women in these types of positions. Number one, they do well. Number mm-hmm. two, we need more diversity. And uh, this is another thing that we champion here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So shout out to the WNBA. If y'all haven't tuned into the WNBA, it is very, very entertaining. Uh, uh, it is a better started. product than y'all probably know. And it, it might. If you're, if you're a basketball purist, the women are way more well-rounded. While we pull up the rest of these these news and notes, what do you feel about Shaq saying if they lowered the rim, like he said, not the eight feet or nine feet, but they lowered the rim like three inches and allow for more women to dunk, it would be even a better product and make it more interesting. What do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask because I like women's basketball the way that it is. If if you really enjoy the sport, then it's difficult not to like women's basketball. But if you're a casual consumer, sure. Yeah. But you would probably have to make it nine feet. Not. If you can't duck it 10 feet, nine, nine ain't changing that much for you. Oh, I beg to differ. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> I, I I think yeah. As a person, well, I've only dunked once in my life, and it was a girls' basketball. So that's all I got. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Uh, in the Wait, league, could you dunk? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Wait, hold on. See, that'd be their tall. That's tall privilege. <laughs> that's tall privilege. Yeah. Why not? I just told you I dunked one time in my life, big dog. Once. Singular. It's unfortunate. It's <laughs> unfortunate. All right, man. Let's get to the Saudis buying the cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So during this free agency, hey, this is this is a Europe, Europe. This is a, a, a siren. Y'all thought we was joking when we said, hey, dog, they done, they leveraged themselves into becoming part owners of PGA. Of the PGA Tour, uh, the Middle oh, East. That fun, that you know that fun they created. Y'all can look it up. I'm not gonna give you that information either. <laughs> that fun is basically just that. Is, mi- this is not straight, bro. It's well, let me, finish, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. So the Middle East has decided that they are going to buy into sports now. Um, for a long time, they've tried to create their own sports leagues, and to a certain extent, it has been successful locally. Uh, or regionally, but it has not been successful on the world stage. So they just said, we have all the money. We have all, they, they have all the money. They have a different type of money, a different money that you you can't even imagine. And 
they decided they're going to buy sports teams. So they bought into the PGA. Uh, the con- <laughs> what this is different about with the Washington Wizards, Capitals, and Mystics is this is the government. The Qatar government has bought a stake in the NHL's Washington Capitals, the WNBA's Washington Mystics, and the Washington Wizards for $4.05 billion. And y'all worry about TikTok. TikTok. (laughs) While they are buying your team, and not just any team, it ain't like they bought the Oakland Athletics on consignment. No, give me the team in the capital. Boy, if this don't look like the Razzle and the Dazzle. Y'all, it's, 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 they are here. They are here. Um, there's been speculation that the neck, the, the biggest NBA franchise that will fall will be the Lakers because it's family owned. Um, so they can just say, we'll give you $11 billion for the Lakers. What, I mean, if you're the fans, what you going to say? No. <laughs> and this is the thing. The fund offered to buy roughly 5% stake in uh, in Monumental as a part of a 4.5, no, a Zero $4 five. billion dollar deal. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Qatar Investment stake? Authority is what it's called. It's the government investing around the world. They are following the China model. Y'all need to go watch that documentary on Netflix. Now I ain't so, watching nothing. I don't want to know. <laughs> Keep it on the low. These people are rich, powerful, and they are getting they're they're way too close. They're, what you mean too close? They're here. They are here. They are they are here. They are they are there. I live in Texas. And they done brought uh F1 Formula Racing over here. You know, that's that's that was the sport that the Middle East uh wealthy used to would go to. That's where, you know, NAS, NASCAR, F1. That F1 you know that F1, you can't. That's a different type of money. Broke even. <laughs> Watch it on TV. LeBron, LeBron, <laughs> like, nah, if huh. you're not a billionaire there, you're regular. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, you yeah, get yeah, over yeah. there, hey, <laughs> respect to the king, second best basketball player of all time, possibly. You broke. <laughs> you are broke. To them, you, hey, brokey. <laughs> cool story. You look. You want to. You're trying to get your funds up to buy a team. <laughs> I just paid one player an NFL salary, a team, the entire cap for one player. Are you crazy? You talking to me? So all y'all, you know, we'll get to NBA free agency in a second. Adam Silver with all of this parody and all this stuff. You trying? You let these guys get in here? It's going to be like SEC football against the world. We just going to buy everything. We'll pay the penalty. Hey, we'll be, what is it? Apron one, apron two of the new collective bargaining agreement. Sure. Whatever. Take it. Give me LeBron, KD, <laughs> Steph Curry. Boy, do Shaq. not let them get a team. Boy, you think I'm worried about it's over with. It's over. Hey, Adam Silver, you better put on an apron. When I tell you <laughs> we got some money. You come get it, boy. Imagine a, a team with Joker, Giannis, uh, <laughs> Steph Curry, uh, uh, Jimmy Butler. Will, but I mean, and and Ant. I don't know how that works because there is kind of like a hard cap, but 
I guess if you were just like, I would pay all of these players. AJ, what's up? Yeah, I don't know how that works because there yeah, is like, no, what about if, if they get that's what I'm telling you, there is no cap. This you might as well take the cap away and call this baseball. That because you're like point, luxury tax. Yeah, all the rest of the teams are ducking the tax. Now nah, I want to get in, I want to get deeper into the tax. Because, I want to basically be able to <laughs> because at this point, everybody is using the teams to make money. This is a hobby. They've got $30 billion. This is they playing a 2K billion with dollar. This money here. Yeah, this is a joke. What? This is. <laughs> you think the rest well, Hey, we need there. how much right now? Hold on. Let me make a call. Yeah, man. So, and the monumental sports and entertainment group that owns the Wizards and Capitals, as well as the Mystics, has reportedly spoken to government officials about potentially moving the team from D.C. to Northern Virginia. Uh, right on time, baby. Get it out, the, of, out of the city <laughs> into the suburbs. What this means to me is that they're going to build a sports megaplex, a complex, if you will. Um, there's just not enough space, uh, not enough functionality in D.C. because of everything that's already there, monuments, government, et cetera. Um, if you move to northern Virginia or you move to Maryland or you move out, you're able to build. Nobody builds a stadium anymore, right? It's the stadium. Plus the such and the multi-use activity, plus the luxury apartments, plus the mixed-use development—it's all of that. It's it's more of an experience than just a stadium. So, yeah, I can see why you do that. And when you do stuff like that, what do you need? Land. And you can only find land outside of DC. You're not gonna find it inside of DC. So, I mean, this makes sense. Makes sense to me. And then Washington yeah, moved to Maryland too. People who- who have grown up as a DC fan of the Capitals, the Bullets, the came the Wizards, the Mystics, and now they're gonna uproot that team to a to a place that nobody goes, which is Northern Virginia. Man, they'll go to Northern Virginia. It, you, it, it's better than going to Vegas from LA. I, it ain't. It ain't. This is this is different to me. I mean, Washington, the Washington football team, Commanders, whatever you want to call them, have moved. They already moved. I mean, New York, the Giants and Jets did the same thing. They moved from New York to the to New Jersey. Hey, if you are in support of these things, leaving the inner city where minorities work and going into the no, suburbs. I, I said I, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. It's happened everywhere else. The only place, the, and they're trying to make it happen in Atlanta, low key. So, I mean, it is. Oh, they it did. <laughs> the Braves. <laughs> Can't catch no martyr to no Braves game, can you? No. Uh, and shout right. out to, to the world. Shout out to AJ. Said Vegas is about to pop. Drove by the Vegas facility while he was in Las Vegas. They have spent $10 billion. There's a $10 billion, $10 billion plan uh, for an NBA-ready arena in Las Vegas, which has been pitched to the Oak, by the Oak View Group. Uh, it'll be a hotel and entertainment as part of the $10 billion hotel and entertainment district. Um, I'm going to tell you this about this. Seattle, you better get your ducks in a row because yeah, there are going to be two teams. They're going to do two teams, mm-hmm. but Vegas is a fix. The fix is in. They got baseball <laughs> going to Vegas. They got hockey going to Vegas. They got football in Vegas, and they're going to for sure have some basketball in Vegas. So that's a lot. Now, I know Seattle, you think that, hey, man, we've been around. We lost our team. 
We're much, we're in a better city. I mean, we're in a better situation now and we will be more responsible. But I know, I know, because Adam Silver has said it a ton of times, he still wants the international team and Mexico City is a problem for you guys. They just drafted somebody from Mexico, from the Mexico City G League team. Or so you better. Hey, do not fumble. You need to be on your P's and Q's, have your ducks in a row, get every famous person who's ever thought about or and you have a ton of famous basketball players from Seattle. Y'all better get them together. You better try to get Sean Kemp out of jail. See if you can find Detlef Shrimp wherever he is. Hey, I'm not bringing uh, Sean Gary Kemp Payton. to the pitch to get the Seattle Supersonics back. Hey, bring a Sean Kemp. <laughs> they go bring whatever go nostalgia, whatever. If you can <laughs> get Gary the people Payton. from NBA Jam to remake the game, you better do whatever it takes. Hell, call Nate McMillan. He was over there during that time. Whatever it takes. Y'all better be responsible because you you can and will get left out. Think just because you deserve something, you'll get it. <laughs> it won't happen that way. You'll play yourself. And it'll be <laughs> another 15 years for you before they do it again. <laughs> Maybe longer than that. When's the last time? What was that? Uh, Vegas, Vegas is out in here. Toronto. And you know, LeBron is going to end up being LeBron wants to be the minority owner. We already told you about the Qatar, the Qatar investment fund. Uh, and then you got all the other countries over there that are also trying to get in. You, and I will say that I will I will assume that LeBron probably has the the lead on the Vegas franchise. The proximity from Vegas to to L.A. makes it super smart. Yeah, um, no way he's leaving. They talking about LeBron may leave Los Angeles. Man, ain't no. We talked about this. There's no way he's leaving Los Angeles. Yeah, he, he as the Lakers. Now, I think that there cap space is going to be a part of that when it's when it's time when it's all said and done. But even if LeBron was to leave the Lakers, he is not leaving Los Angeles. That is where his family. That's where his kids are from. His kids are from Los Angeles. Yeah, at this point, yeah, he's been there what four years? Yeah, eight nineteen. Yeah, so yeah, four all years. of their high school years, they grew up in L.A. Yeah, they definitely. Ronnie gonna go to college in LA. So before we get to the NBA free agency, let's go ahead and wrap up the draft real quick. Um, (laughs) so Victor Wimbayama went first. Of course, Wimbayama went first. Of course, as known, um, we talked about the suits on Saturday Morning Live. Grady Dick out there looking like uh, who? uh, Wizard of Oz. Um, so, but the internet is undefeated. So when Grady Dick was out there, there's been a lot of that in this entire show today, uh, but was out there. <laughs> Boy, I was right there. Y'all know the joke that I was going to make, but that's the reason that I decided against it. <laughs> uh, uh, Grady, I'll just say Grady. Uh, spurred a lot of conversation and nostalgia when they were looking at other suits. When LeBron walked, white, rocked the all-white suit with 13 buttons uh, back in 2003. Uh, and then they found Jalen Brunson's suit, and they said Jalen Brunson was out there looking like a substitute teacher. <laughs> Boy, if he don't look like, oh, uh, geez, what's the show with Corey? And Topanga. If he don't look like a substitute teacher <laughs> on... Um, World. 
Yes, Boy Meets World. If he don't look like Mr. Feeney's homeboy, uh, if he don't look like he works in a Macy's and can help you find a pair of gold toe socks, this dude here and New York, this is your leader. <laughs> I mean, he's and not played the contract. Ex- to express blazer and slacks. I can't say Reggie, get off, get off. I mean, not Reggie. AJ, get off my line. <laughs> so the top 10 2000, 2023 top 10 draft picks were all represented by black agents. I think this is probably the first time in history. We don't know. But this is a great stat. Uh, of course, all of them were black that were drafted. So, or are black, not were, are black. So it's great that we have more and more black representation uh, negotiating the contracts on behalf of people. You see what is done in football, Jalen Hurts. Uh, so hopefully that can continue in basketball as well. Get that money. Get the money. Also, a little tidbit of information I found out over the last couple of days. Amin Thompson, Asur Thompson, their parents met at Howard and their older brother played at Prairie View. So they yeah. actually have a deep-rooted history in HBCUs. So, so their older brother, now that you bring that up, their older brother was the one that helped them helped them decide to go to the G League versus going to college. Um, they saw what it was like for him to play. He was pretty good at Prairie View. He ended up trying out for an NBA team, but couldn't really get the opportunity to prove himself. And when the opportunity approved, uh, showed that the G League was interested and was going to pay them, he was like, hey, look at that money, guidance. bro. And he was like, go. And now they went four and five as the first twins to go in the top in the lottery uh, ever. So shout out to all of that. All right, man. Big Vic. <laughs> hey, yo, boy, you are wilding today. <laughs> I said Vic. Victor Wimbayana. Hmm? Can y'all stop? Can y'all leave him alone? Y'all, first <laughs> of all, y'all got him right, running around New York doing the stupidest New York stuff that you can do. He he look. Why are you in a velour sweatsuit, bro? First of all. Second, what size is all of that? Third of all, who said that that was a cool picture to take? And y'all just got him running around New York doing the most New Yorkist of things. Hey, go to a Yankees game. Hey, get well, on he the threw subway. Out the first pitch. Did you see tall. him? Uh, he can hold a baseball with two, two baseballs. fingers. Two, uh, Easily. two baseballs with two fingers. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's an international. He's he uh, is he is the international superstar. I mean, he is. I am. And I hope that I'm not wrong, but I. You hope that you're wrong. Or you hope that you're not wrong. I hope. I hope that. I hope that I'm just seeing stuff, but I hope he don't get consumed with being everything other than a basketball player. I mean, it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be very difficult. Now, I will say, San Antonio will probably humble you on that. There's not a lot of that to do. Well, he's got a good team around him. He's got David Robinson, Mr. Humble, Tim Duncan, Mr. Humble. We don't know nothing about Manu Ginobili outside he played basketball. And Sean Elliott, who works in, I believe, works in the office. So, I mean, he's got a, they've, they, the Spurs were the organization for him to go to, for him not to get consumed in Zion. <laughs> and, and look how, like, David Robinson and Tim Duncan, all of these people, people are large humans. 
Then on top of that, David Robinson and Tim Duncan are extra large humans. And he's like, hey, man, they all actually look regular size. Vic looks like he's 6'6". Everybody else looks like they're like 6'3 and smaller. Yeah, this, you don't. I, I guarantee you the cameraman here was standing. This is a picture of David. Oh, uh, standing on something. So, so uh, Victor Wimbayana, of course, he got drafted, flew to San Antonio, had a workout, and then uh, had dinner with these four, Sean Elliott, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, and Manu Ginobili. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Charles Boyd, if you've ever been to San Antonio, you know. That uh, and that's what I say. I said San Antonio will keep you out of trouble, bro. I think every, I think all the lights go off at 1030. And, and, you know, back in the day, how TV went off at midnight. I think TV goes off in San Antonio. You don't have to worry about being consumed with a lot of women. It looks like the women that Zion dates because that's not where they are. Um, Is there a business opportunity there? Somebody need to go open up a strip club out there and have the Zion type women out there. <laughs> They'll come there. <laughs> no, they won't have. Yeah, I've been to San Antonio and I've stayed. And <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. This it is legitimately the worst looking city I've ever been in. I've never gone into a mall and not found one woman attractive. I did that at that mall for sure. <laughs> Zero. That, what Charles Barkley said, they all the biggest. <laughs> zeros I, i'm just talking about not looking like nothing ever also while we're here moment like follow subscribe and raise win for one they end another winning streak they stopped the twins winning streak at three games <laughs> yeah man uh and to wrap up the draft we talked about it briefly on saturday but i said this sleeper another bowl bowl type I see another Bobo type rise for this guy is Imani Bates. Imani Bates was drafted 49th overall. He had a wild. Uh, <laughs> you had he had a wild college career. Uh, started out at Memphis, then he had to transfer multiple times. He ended up at Eastern Michigan, and then he went undrafted. Although he he is a bucket, and he's at the Cavs. With him being with the Cavs. I really think him as a three with his scoring ability will allow him to make the team. I think if he has a good summer league. Oh, yeah. I'm, I I think being that Isaac Okoro is a negative on offense, Imani <laughs> Bates has the opportunity, and I think Karis LeVert probably out of there. But the issue well, is, is if you put a hit, if, if you are to sign Imani Bates – well, I think offensively, he's what you're looking for. Defensively, he is not it. And now that gives you Darius Garland with no defense, Spider Mitchell with no defense, Imani Bates with no defense. And that's putting more pressure on your golden child of Evan Mobley. I think he's good. but And I see they're trying to trade Jared Allen, which I don't understand. I, I, Cleveland. But Isaac Okoro is – if you put Isaac Okoro and Imani Bates together – they're a good, solid rotational player. Hey, if you put Jalen Johnson and Sadiq Bay together into one person, you got a good basketball player. But and that's why they're going to play both of them at the four. <laughs> but is this is not football? You can't be like, all right, one for offense, one for defense. Yes, you, you can. can't do a. <laughs> yes, you can. No, that right, is the NBA that offense you, and defense. Lou Williams. When you got no two defense. players, mm-hmm. Lou ain't playing mm-hmm. no defense. But yeah. offense. Who? Lou. 
Yeah, but best that's, six man of all time. Lou, Lou, Lou was spot duty. He had one job. The, the these guys, you can have one job. Bates. Defense is one job. Offense is one job. Cleveland is going to need Amani Bates to play a lot, and when he's out there, you have no defense. It's it's. It, I mean, it's going to look like the Hawks. Hey, just let him in and see if we can block the shot. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see. But I'm I am happy that he got picked. Uh, hopefully he can he can prove that the high school I think he was like the number one player in the nation in high school yeah. or something like that. Uh, I hope that that can kind of uh, help him live up to the hype is what I'm trying to say. Sorry about that. All right, man. Let's talk about the NBA free agency is about to kick off. The draft is over. Uh, I watched the draft not to know about who's being drafted. I really didn't care. We knew it was Victor Wimbayama, Brandon Miller, and Scoot, and a bunch of other – and the twins. We knew it was the five. After that, I really didn't know anybody else. I, I, I may have known. I may have run across your name. But we didn't really watch a lot of college basketball. Uh, but one thing that Adam Silver has said that he wanted to do was to make the game less – I don't want to say less physical, but not as much fighting, not as much, uh, uh, no more flagrant fouls and all that. No more over flagrant fouls. Uh, he also wanted to end super teams and add parity. In the Adam Silver era, seven different champ, seven different champions in the last ten years: Spurs, Warriors, Cavs, Raptors, Lakers, Bucks, Nuggets. David Stern era in 30 years only had eight different champions. Lakers, Celtics, Pistons, Bulls, Rockets, Spurs, Heat, Mavericks. Also, since LeBron left the Eastern Conference, I'm pretty sure we've had a different Eastern Conference champion every year. Yeah, no repeats. No repeats. So Adam Silver clearly had an agenda. And it's working. It is. Uh, I, I mean, I think there's probably some variance in there of just if you go so lo- so many times, so many years with a constant, then it's you know it's just what I say about your home runs or your touchdowns or your shots. If you have a bunch in a row, then you're gonna go through a long period where nothing is gonna happen. So kind of pick your poison. Um, but I mean, I like it. I think it, it makes for a more well-rounded league. Uh, you know, we I was just making the joke that, hey, this year nobody won because the Nuggets won. So, you know, it allows everybody to to stay fresh. There's, there's not as much hate like with Golden State where people just get tired of you kind of winning. Like the winning hangover does kind of take away from it some. And I think that recently when we go into games, I don't think that we go into any of these, especially after the whole fiasco in Brooklyn where anybody is guaranteed to win a season. You have to play all those games and get to the playoffs, and then we'll see. Mm-hmm. 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 I like so, it. I, I, I don't think that uh, – well, free agency's kicked off, so we don't know what's going to happen next year until the free agency is over. Um, John Collins. John Collins. John Collins has finally been traded after four years of purgatory. He has been traded – Actually, three years of purgatory. He's been traded to the Utah Jazz for Rudy Gay, a bag of chips, and some menthol uh, menthol cigarettes. 
number one, once again, I am happy for John Collins. He deserves to be on a team that is interested in seeing him play. Uh, he, he deserves to not be in Atlanta where they refuse to pass him the ball. And I think that the Utah Jazz have a what looks like a very bright and scary future because they have money and they have Walker Kessler at center. They have John Collins at the four. They have Laurie Marketing all-star at the three. They still got Jordan Clarkson, and they still got like $28 million. So I'm mixed about this trade. I am happy that he gets to go somewhere and have an opportunity. I am sad that John Collins that we got nothing for for John Collins. John Collins That's what we deserve. We diminished John Collins trade value so bad in the last four years that we only got Rudy Gay, who is my age. And a second and a round second pick. round pick and and, and um, I hate to do this, but we don't even use second round picks. The, the best second round pick we've we had as of recent is Sharif Cooper. He's leading the G League. Gone. Everybody else don't even. We either draft them and they play for the College Park Skyhawks, or we trade them. For, we trade the second pick for cash considerations. The last, or we trade five of them got, for like Sadiq Bay. Yeah, we traded five for Sadiq Bay, and I mean that kind of is what it is. But this is poor asset management. We have gotten rid of our longest tenured player and got nothing in return. Legitimately, nothing. So the Hawks did create a twenty-five million dollar trade exception that they can use to fill out the roster. Um, but you lose a player that's. Under 26. I think he's 26 years old. 25. And I, I, there were a lot of people that were saying it's time for John to go. Uh, you know, he's not as good as his contract says it was. I feel like those, those people don't look at the usage. So John Collins, when Trey first got here, before Clint Capella, John Collins got – like 70% of the lobs at the rim, right? He also was post up more and he had more twos than threes. We went, he ended up being 20 and 10. You get Capella, he develops the three point shot, but you still gave him 60% of the lobs, right? So he went to like 18 and nine, which was fine. That's what we needed at that point. And he, then the next year, his uses went down to forty of the of the of the forty percent of the lives. The rest went to Capella. Capella had one of his best years, and they stuck John in the corner. And if you've listened to us talk about this over and over and over again, I said you can't let John in the corner. If you stick him in the corner, he's not gonna he's not effective. It's essentially what Philadelphia did. To Tobias Harris, except for Tobias Harris' contract, $38 million, $37 million. So John Collins was used wrong, and the Hawks are definitely losers 
because you traded your only post player. We have no post offense. None. Nobody other than John Collins could create his own shot in the post. But you had to run the play for him. Now, John didn't help himself out. He did not develop his dribbling. And I think a lot of that can be attributed to his finger. And with the more that comfortable that Trey got with Capella, you could see that they were trying to get a stretch for. Fair. But if you have one post player, why not develop them in the post and give them the ball? You didn't do it. I, you drove out of his. all of our bigs, I think that John, I think that Clint is probably the best, but he's not going to be the best for many more years. A Kungu, I like him, but he's small. You got to have somebody else there with him. And I don't think that Sadiq Bey is a legitimate power forward. Like you can play him there, but just understand you're going to get torched on defense and you're going to get torched on the boards. No, nope, we lost but- leadership. Well, go ahead. We lost leadership, we lost defense, and we lost rebounding. For we nothing. Lost outside defense, we lost rebounding. But I will say what made John expendable was the development and growth of Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson is just as athletic and maybe more athletic than John. He has better handle. Um, he just has to learn the game more, and his three-point shot is – getting better we he is a decent help side defender and he is a hell of a rebounder but you basically press the reset button on john collins by going to jalen johnson i get this out and it's basically a salary dump i get it i'm not I'm, i hate that we traded him but you drove you could have i'm more mad at the return because you sabotage yourself when i say you the hawks the front office the coaching trey not giving John the ball, you sabotaged yourself because everybody knew you wanted to trade John and you turned down so many different trades. And I'll get well, to my and, next and point. The, I'll let you talk. I'll, I'll get to my next point after you after you jump in here. The thing about it is, and, and I'm a big Jalen Johnson fan. He's supposed to be like in the mold of Ben Simmons. I actually think he's a, especially entry pass, he can bring the ball up. But I don't think that offensively he will ever have the touch that John Collins has. And the thing about John Collins is his versatility. He can play with Clint Capella at the four. He can play with Oyeka Kongwu. He could play with Jalen Johnson if you wanted to go small ball. The rest of those guys, they don't really fit well together at all. You can't really play Jalen and Clint at the same time. There is you no really can't play. Yes, you can. They're going to play Jalen and Clint at the same time. Well, then at that point, I like John's shot last year just wasn't great, but it was still okay. Until you show me that Jalen Johnson can shoot that can shoot that shot wide open consistently, he's a self check. Like I like him, and I think that he can get away from that. But he going he doesn't start though. Uh, so I do think well, we had it, to create room on our roster. We had to create room. There's a we have to, and I don't bogey. think bogey bogey well, is. Well, I don't think that this is the last move, and I don't think this is the second, the first. Uh, I don't think this is the last move, and I don't think this is one of two. I think DeAndre Hunter is going to be moved because they we have a lot of young players, and unless 
the rumors are true and that the front office is sabotaging a lot of moves that we have because apparently we had a trade in place for DeAndre Hunter with the Pacers. Then we had another trade in place for DeAndre Hunter with the Pistons. They say that they pissed Quinn Snyder off about that too. And 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 the wrestlers, I, I said it before and y'all jumped down my throat when I said it, but the Boss. wrestlers are destroying the Hawks because of their ineptitude and arrogance. You fired Travis Slink, who just flipped this team. Who just flipped and got Jordan Poole, which we'll talk about. Who's I that's my money. If y'all, if you I know y'all don't bet, but I'm putting money on Jordan Poole to lead the league and score next year. Um if you have Travis Slink, who is the assistant GM for putting together the Warriors, and he comes here. And he gets puts together a team that overachieves but gets you to the Eastern Conference Finals. He's done something right. And then you say, okay, if you want me to be honest, it's almost like that chat that you have like with your girlfriend and or or your wife or whatever, and you're like, You really want me to be honest? Are you sure you want me to be honest? You want me to tell the whole truth? Travis Slink was like, You sure you want me to tell the whole truth? Bet. Trey Young is our problem. Trey Young takes bad threes. He takes horrible threes. This is the issue. Uh, Nate McMillan. Uh, we talked about it many times before. Said the same thing with Trey. And I'm not trying to bash Trey. I'm just telling y'all accountability. The truth. The truth was Nate McMillan and Travis Slink said Trey Young is the one that has to change or go. Trey Young sells the tickets. Trey Young makes the money. Trey Young is the one. So, therefore, the wrestlers was like, yo, it is what it is. We're going to trade everybody else. And now you have to figure out a way to build a team with no money. And I, I hate to say it, but Miami is about to make a real run at Dame Lillard. And if they get Dame... It's going to be tough on us. Yeah. If they get Dame, you might as well go ahead and check us off the box for three years. Like, we out of there. So, like I said, I see both sides of this. You save money. You also have the flexibility now to to sign Sadiq Bay, especially if you move DeAndre Hunter, which and possibly Clint Capella. You have the ability to sign. Trade everybody. Trade everybody. I want you to clear the debts. Everybody. I want Trey Young and all the money that we can have. That's what I. That's ideally what I want. I want them to build this team again around Trey Young after he asked for them to put good players around him, and they did that. I want control, alt, delete, purge everybody. And let's run it back in this time. See if y'all can put another better team around Trey. Go for nah, it. They're gonna keep Bogey. They're gonna keep. Why? Why are you keeping Bogey? He's a twenty million dollar player who has to play on a minutes restriction because he's lost a step. I think that I think that Bogey is really good when he plays, but Quinn Snyder clearly says that he can only play about twenty minutes a night. That's it. I can't understand that. And, yet, and they're mad about and a $25 million same, dollar player who will play 38 minutes a night. 
And you paid him the same that you're paying Kevin Herter. And I, you have new guys. AJ Griffin is there. Kobe Bufkin is there. He was way easier to replace than John Collins because John Collins has versatility, which the rest of our guys don't really have nearly as much. Yeah. But go ahead, go for it, man. Now I am intrigued with Utah. How they say you a fuck up hell, right? Utah looks kind of crazy. Because if Laurie, if they play oh. Laurie at the three, John at the four, Walker Kessler at the five, John is in the same situation, though, with a player that really can't play outside the paint. But maybe they'll allow him to shoot from the free throw line instead of the three. Stagger. All you got to do, Walker Kessler ain't going to play 40 minutes tonight. So just do like the Hawks used to do back in the day. You probably sub him out first, move Laurie to the four. And then you could really let Collins and Laurie play four or five. They got that new, they got that young kid, Taylor Hendricks, to play four or five. And you still got Kelly O'Lennon who can shoot the ball. They are stacked in the front court. They need to be ferociously looking for a center. I mean, not a center, a point guard either coming up or they got the draft picks to go get a guy. They have so many draft picks still. They have like not, they have. We got a second round pick for John Collins, and they got like nine first round picks in the next five years or something like that. They could have they could have done us a solid and just gave us a first line, bro. We got an extra. Here you go. We just nope. took we we messed this up, man. We messed this up. Uh, it was rumored that the Hawks were going to try to go after Toronto's Pascal Siakam, and now <laughs> and now. I hate my it's, team. I it's hate been my reported team. that Pascal Siakam prefers to stay in Toronto. So that and the Atlanta Hawks, Hawks offered multiple Atlanta Hawks for you are Moriah Mills. That boy don't like you, and you <laughs> know that Pascal Siakam knows that the Atlanta Hawks were chasing him, and he released and he statement. said this <laughs> so y'all don't come knocking on my door. I'm not going Anymore. down there with that little boy who don't pass. I'm not doing it. I'll stay here in Toronto in the cold. Now, think about that. It's cold. It's miserable. And I assume that the women in Toronto, while beautiful, I'm sure, don't look like the women in Atlanta. But what did Pascal say? Bro, I will stay here with this meltdown. And it is a meltdown in Toronto. Do not send me to Atlanta with that little dude. Yeah. Yeah, I when when that was released, I was like, well, what are the Hawks going to do? Because that was our play. The play was to go get Pascal Siakam. That was what we're going to get. We're going to get Pascal tatted on our face. <laughs> saying the Hawks some hoes. Is that what you say? <laughs> and I'm going to be honest. I said in the group chat, I'm going to say it here. If I'm DeJounte Murray and I'm looking at the Atlanta Hawks, and I'm, I'm looking at the Utah Jazz. I'm going to Utah. And my free agency is coming up. The Utah Jazz don't have a legitimate point guard. They don't have a number one guy. They do have money. They do have draft picks. And they have a front court that is seven foot, six nine, and seven foot. They all play defense and rebound. Do I want to be in Atlanta where I have to? I'm going to forever and be the they second don't have fiddle? anybody at point guard. <laughs> Do I do I stand next to Trey and let him shoot long threes after Quinn has already told him shoot more, or do I take my ass to Utah 
and be like, hey, man, I can run the point and I can just throw to these monsters. Crazy, 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 crazy. In other chaos in the league. You did this. You sub- Reggie, you did this shit. You kept asking for fire Elmo and all of this, and that's what we got. We got pure. <laughs> so we were actually talking about this, and we were saying, okay, because you said over and over and over again, the Celtics need a point guard. The Celtics need a point guard. And you said to trade Marcus Smart. You should have traded him last year. His value was the highest. Or you can trade him. And you said trade him this year. And when they came up short in the Eastern Conference Finals, it looks like uh, they were trying to trade him again. Yeah, yeah, sneaky. Did this trade happen? Yes, this trade happened. Um, You're talking about the Celtics trade? I would assume because the world knows that one. Or the Hawks trade. So... The Celtics ended up trading Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies. And I said, if they trade Marcus Smart, who could use him? And I said, the Grizzlies. I was like, I mean, Dylan Brooks is gone. He he can play the role of Dylan Brooks, a better Dylan Brooks. And the Celtics ended up with Kristaps Porzingis from the Wizards. And the Wizards got Tyrus, Tyus Jones, who I really liked, plus Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala. Whole lot of salary. Right. I like that yeah. move. So the Celtics, again, Brad Stevens must have learned a little bit from Danny Age because you traded Marcus Smart for Kristaps Porzingis and two first round picks. Though I don't feel right about this. I think that those first round picks should have gone to the Wizards, but the Wizards were more interested in cap space. Now, my thing about this is the Celtics, cool story, but you don't have a point guard. At all now. Marcus Smart plays for the Grizzlies. Malcolm Brogdon is so injured that you can't trade him. And I assume that, and just like I said last time, if he's untradeable, I assume him to be unplayable. Mm-hmm. Now you got to go over there and crawl back to Peyton Pritchard and be like, hey, buddy, do you want to stay here after he's already asked out? Because y'all didn't ever play him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what they're doing. And for those that are asking about Malcolm Brogdon, uh, he was actually in a trade with the Clippers. Huh? He's talking about White. Derek White. If Derek White is your point guard, bro, you're you're toast. (laughs) Yeah, it is Derek White. Malcolm Brogdon's injury status raised concerns for the Clippers and led to the collapse of the three-team trade. The three-team trade was going to involve the Clippers, the Wizards, and the Celtics, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. and they ended up because they were actually going to keep Marcus Smart and trade Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers, and they're going to get Chris Stapps Porzingis. But this also because Malcolm Brogdon, who got hurt and he didn't play the last three games of the Eastern Conference Finals, and when he, I think he played in Game Four, Three, and he would play for like four minutes now, and he couldn't play. This was what helped led this, to Marcus Smart leaving. Norwood Stradamus, Norwood Stradamus. <laughs> I tell you right now, you trade Jalen Brown. It's immediate and it must happen. He's the only player who can get you an elite point guard return. And you need one. You desperately need one more than ever. Now, that does mean that you would have to go with an elite point guard. 
Jason Tatum, who I would consider elite wing, and Kristaps Porzingis, I'm not sure if he's elite. I've seen him be mediocre on a team with another player, and I've seen him be good on a bad team. Never seen him be good on a good team. But if you um, don't, Derek White has averaged 5.6 assists one time. He averages four assists for his career. This gives you another guy who can score, but at the same time, it really doesn't help with getting easier shots for anybody else. You're still going to ISO ball. Now you're just going to ISO with Chris Stapps, Tatum, and Jalen Brown, but nobody is helping anybody get open shots. This can't be the last move. This can't be the roster. They don't have enough no. money. I mean, they they, they, they legitimately don't have, don't have a point guard right now. Not even not even from a from a financial standpoint. They have to pay. They're talking about paying Jalen Brown that two hundred and ninety five million dollars, which means they have Tatum. to pay Tatum. Which means that's six hundred million, and then Porzingis just opted into his thirty million, thirty four million, and you got to pay him eventually within the next two years and you've already now paid Derek are, White. So who has the most reasonable contract out of the three? Yeah, I think you I mean I the unfortunately so you gotta answer, get rid of Al Horford is Al, Al Horford is going to get traded to Saskatchewan. Like it don't matter where he goes. But he got to get off them books, I can tell you that. D'Angelo Russell maybe? I'm trying to think of D'Angelo said he want Kyle Kuzma money. Hell no, he's not getting $30 million. That's not a chance. Kyle Kuzma ain't getting Kyle Kuzma money. I hate to tell you, you're not getting $30 million, bro. I don't hate to tell you nothing. Uh, That is common sense. If you're not getting $30 million in Washington, you ain't getting $30 million nowhere. And I think that, actually, I think the money is bad now because John took all the money in Utah. So that was the one place that you could go and get paid a ton of money. D'Angelo Russell is the answer if he's willing to take a pay cut. But Which, yeah, he he got a hey, whether he's willing to or not, they, they're gonna let just like Draymond, bro. The league has outrun you, man. You better take this 15, 20 million dollars or whatever you can get, because bro, you're not getting it all. What's interesting happening. about Marcus Smart is there's another player from Oklahoma State that was a defensive star worth in Tony Allen. Both went to Oklahoma State. Both went to the NBA Finals with Boston. Boston won with Tony Allen, lost with Marcus Smart. Uh, Both made first-team all-defense. Both joined the Grizzlies at age 29. Both are guards who can defend anybody. It's crazy. Tony Allen's nickname was the Grindfather in the Grindhouse in in, uh, the Grizzlies in Memphis. Um, So I do think this – I think Memphis – with the player addition, one, I don't know if I'd have given up two first round picks. No. But with the player uh, addition, I, don't think I think timeline like timeline. I don't think that the Grizzlies this was a good move. Why? Because I, I think you need I, I mean, I know Marcus I mean, is Marcus Smart gonna hold down the point guard duties for the first eighteen games of the season or twenty games of the season, whatever it is for John? Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. 
Ah, uh, it's this is interesting. <laughs> that, that's the answer. You traded two for you don't trade two first round picks for a point guard that it can't be a point guard. <laughs> it's, he he's the loosest version of the point guard I've ever heard. And just to go back to the whole money thing, it says two cap space teams have already spent a portion of their cap room uh to absorb contracts rather than splurge and free agents. That's the Washington Wizards who had a ton of money, and it's the Utah Jazz. Says if a trend like this continues, a lot of guys hoping for that mid-level exception money are in for a rude awakening on Friday. Boy. And and with the new CBA, you will see from what I've seen in free agency and talk so far, it's gonna be a lot of these contracts where you be like, you got him for what? You got John for a second round pick and some bag of chips. I be, I do. I told y'all as soon as I saw it, I said, if you the third option, it's, it's you expensive. You. These teams gonna be like, hey, uh, I know that. Uh, <laughs> how you feel about uh coming over here to play? And that's how these teams are gonna create. They're gonna they're these teams are gonna start sneaking in there because what you can do is you can go ahead and pull Washington off the books. <laughs> they're no longer competitive. I, I, I'm interested. Atlanta, you're incomplete. Boy, if if you lose John Collins, I don't think that you're still at eight seed. <coughs> or, excuse me, a 10 seed. If we, depends if, who, it depends on who they add and how they play. But the thing about it is, if you could get a guy better, you would have traded for him already. So what what does help me out with that is if you would have got a guy better, you still would have had to pay him and you still be in this predicament of being over the salary cap with the new CBA. So at the end of the day, you you would have been in a similar situation that you're in now. Again, that third guy, Stephen A. Smith no. says Draymond is easily worth another hundred million. Stephen A. Smith has said a lot of foolishness lately. Uh, shout out to J.J. Reddick for capturing it all and putting it together in the monologue. Is he worth it? I actually think yes. The answer is yes. Do I think that a team, he wants to play for a competitor. Do I think that a, confet- a competitor could pay him that much? Absolutely not. Now, I did see something kind of scary when they were talking about Damon Scoot, Jeremy Grant, and Draymond. And that's that's four solid players. That is – that will be very you think You think that gets you to the Western Conference Finals? Finals? I feel like because that's, that's the floor for Dame is – Competitive enough to get to the Western Conference Finals for him to stay. Uh oh. Well, you also got Anthony Simons. And you paid him. Well, Anthony Simon, yeah, but he's the again, another third player like Draymond, who opted out of his contract and he has been willing to talk to other teams. Another third player. That's they gonna have to do something with. Well, I'm gonna tell you the lineup that I would like. I like Nurchik. Nah. I like Nurchik, Draymond, Jeremy Grant at the three, Anthony Simons at the two, Dame Lillard at the one. 
Then you have Scoot Henderson off the bench, Shaden Sharp off the bench, and you will have to fill out the rest of it. But that gives I'm, you a I'm, solid. I'm oh, I'm not. I'm not putting got, any thought into this because there's no way that I think Dame stays in Portland. I, I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. So Draymond to Portland. I don't think what, that that makes them much better. In terms of their seeding, they make that gets them from a six seed, a seven seed to a five seed. I think that's what that does. Uh, how do you feel? How do you feel about Christian Wood instead of Draymond in that spot? Because then that will give you Dame, Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant, Christian Wood, Yusuf Nurchik. Second round playoff loss. Second round playoff loss. Yeah. I think Dame needs to get out of there. I don't think he needs to go to Philly, even though he is the backup to James Harden if he doesn't stay. I think Dame needs to go to Miami. And I think Draymond needs to resign with Golden State. And but I don't know how to like Chris Paul. But I think Draymond needs to resign with Golden State. And if they keep Chris Paul, I think they need to put Chris Paul as the leader of the second unit. And hopefully he can unlock something with Kaminga and uh, um, Moody. Although Moody looks Moody looks like he's ready to take Dante DiFincenzo's spot right now. Oh, Dante's out of there. He's on another team. That was a rehab. He got his shot to where it looks reasonable. He'll be on another team soon. It w- once all of this... All of the high market guys kind of filter out. Dante DiVincenzo will end up. I mean, I hate to say it like this, but I would rather you trade Bogey and then just sign Dante DiVincenzo. I mean, free agency is still open, so you never know. It could happen. It could happen. Um, With the Warriors, listen, man, business is cutthroat. This was posted seven days ago. With his contract extension, Warriors GM Mike Dunleavy Jr. says, with Jordan Poole's contract extension, we're planning on having him here for four more years at least. And then he was traded for Chris Paul in Washington. Now, I want y'all to really listen as our listeners. And while we're here, remember, like, follow, subscribe, because we only tell the truth here. They said, we want to see you for four more years. He didn't last four more days, <laughs> almost, barely four, four more, more hours. hours. <laughs> he got traded the next day. Yeah. Here's a message there. And, and the famous words of my mother and my grandmother, a lie, don't care who tell <laughs> and, and they told that lie and then traded him immediately. Before that... <laughs> Before the words came out his mouth, the ink was drying. Gone. See you later. Adios. Buenos noches. Arriva dirty. Don't come back. All of that. They traded him to what I consider now to be one of is going to what I expect to be the worst team in the NBA. Uh, and, yeah, but uh, like I said, my money's on Jordan Poole to lead the league in scoring, or at least lead the league in shot attempts. One of the two. Oh, who who passed it to who? DeLon Wright? Boy, you crazy. 
It's nobody on this team. I'm Jordan Poole got Kuzma a ring. Gone. He in D.C. <laughs> he, he got the money. Jordan hey, Poole might be, right be bad there. as Zion out there. I'm hey. going to let this Zion joke. I'm, I'm going to shoot every shot I want to tonight. Then I'm going to park at 14th. Hey, Primo, open the doors up for me. Have me some wings and have me a couple bags oh, ready. you meant uh, on the court. I thought you was going to say, I'm going to shoot every shot I can tonight, and then I'm going to go to practice in the morning. That's what I thought you was going to say, because Jordan oh. is going to be shooting. Double entendre, if shoot you it. will. <laughs> shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot if it. You got it. Shoot it. <laughs> and yeah, I mean. Hey, man. So the word, so the word, so it free agency has started off with a bang. There's a lot left for us to find out. What we do know about Minnesota is that one of these three guys is probably going to be out of there. They've committed 443. I'm going to round that up to 450 because I want to. $450 million with the signing of Nas Reed yesterday with three years for $42 million. So they've committed $400 million between two players because we already know that Nas Reed has been re-signed. So out of these two players, two of these mugs, one of these mugs got to go. Rudy Gobert, they traded five mm -hmm. picks for. They said that they're going to rock with this lineup. Now, do I think this is incredibly stupid to double down? Sometimes you just take your loss. That, that's one thing that I've learned that a lot of people don't understand. Just gracefully take your loss and move the hell on. Doubling down on dumb is never the right thing. And what do people <laughs> do all the time? Double down on dumb. Well, let me podcast title. <laughs> yes. Uh this is this was this is your opportunity to move Carl Anthony Towns. You need to move him to the Hornets. You need to get yeah. back Gordon Hayward. He is a guy who can play enough minutes. He can shoot. And if I remember correctly, he's an expiring contract. Oh, this I'm is glad you, I'm glad we stumbled upon this. I got a question for you. Didn't mean to cut you off, Gordon Hayward. I'm sorry. I'm going to ask you this right now because they have cap space and they have players that they need. You need a four. Carl Anthony Towns is pretty much, I think his run in Minnesota is over. This is Anthony Edwards' team. You said that from... Literally the it second press from the second press conference on, you said this Anthony Edwards team, and now all you of ESPN it. has caught up to the splash cast a year later. Um, what about Carl Anthony Towns to Portland for Jeremy Grant and Anthony Simons? So Scoot, Cat, Dame, Nasir Little, all them, uh, Shaden Sharp, all them young players with Dame. That gives you your four for Jeremy Grant. That gives you your what did I, who else did I say? Who did I say? Why? I'm gonna give you a thumbs down on this trade. Why? In 2K world, that works out fine. Put Dame, you put Carl Anthony Towns, you score a million points a night. But Dame and Jimmy Butler are tight. I know that Jimmy Butler has told Dame how he really feels about Carl Anthony Towns. 
I doubt that Carl, that Dame is interested in playing with oh, Carl yeah, Anthony. You talking about? Yeah, that's not anything. I ain't even. I was just talking about from a, a fit standpoint. Oh yeah, yeah. From from a like a, a like a no personality, none of the extra stuff that goes into basketball. Yeah, yeah I Anthony mean, you're Simons getting an in Minnesota. Anthony Simons in Minnesota with Ant Edwards and and Rudy Gobert is kind of crazy. Because Anthony yep. Simon scored 24 points. He can't do nothing else but score now. He can't do nothing else but score. But with Ant Edwards, who I I I he has not shown me that he has not he's not gonna take a step. He's taking a step every year. His shot yep. gotta get a lot better. Playmaking gotta get some better in terms of making other people better. But but he's also kind of stuck in a position like he's a two-point scorer. He can shoot, he can shoot the three sometimes, but he's a two-point scorer. Right now, you have two guys, specifically Rudy, who's camped in that spot where he wants to get to. I think he went the first 10 games or something without dunking the ball, but it's because Rudy is like right there in the paint. Um, I do think that clearing out some of that, and I just don't think Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert is going to work. I, I, I would like it to work, but I just don't think so. I never, um, I, 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 never, I, I always say when everybody else says something, I said... When this trade happened, I was like, this is the dumbest trade in history. I said that. Wait. Or or call Anthony Towns for Dame is actually. That sucks for Carl. I like that more. You going to Portland with nothing. <laughs> Anthony Simons? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I feel like Anthony Simons and Carl Anthony Towns, they could they could pick and roll you to death. They could pick and roll, pick and pop you zero defense. Oh yeah, now you got you got to you got to <laughs> do some more moving. You got to uh, do some more moving, but that works though. But Dame's not going to Minnesota. Dame's going. We all know where Dame is going. Dame is going to Miami. That's Dame is going to Portland. Oh, you you don't think he's leaving? Hmm. He's gonna stay. Dame would be cool. because I feel like Miami. If Miami gets Dame, they don't have anything else. And they're gonna like you're gonna have to give up Tyler Hero. And Tyler Hero and uh uh Jimmy Neutron. Duncan Yeah, and Duncan Robinson. Which is kinda I mean Now you get Gabe Vincent I'm, off the bench. That's not bad. But you're still gonna you, when it comes down to it, they don't have they need another you need another what? Maybe another big. Maybe once again, Christian oh, Wood is the guy who I'm looking for. Yeah, Christian like, Wood is who you, you sign. Pause, 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 Lord. <laughs> I said Christian Wood is the man that I'm looking for. <laughs> but I feel like he's another guy who he doesn't play a lot of defense, but I feel like he just helps. He helps the heat situation a lot because he could he's going to stretch out the floor i think i mean they got to get a big first man until they find another big to help bam out miami i mean they're going to play good they're going to play tough but it's just to get over that hump to that next to a championship you're gonna need one more big Yeah, and it's really—I mean, if you go get Dame, you can't sign a big. 
there's there's really I thought they would have gone after Nas Little. That was somebody I thought that they would have tried to sign. But he he stayed in Minnesota. Um so that's free agency for now. Uh, I'm sure by the time we have Saturday morning live, free agency actually opens June July first. July six. Um, and then summer league is at the end of is at the begin end of starts at the end of the week as well. Uh, so we'll have more to talk about, especially free agency wise. Well, hopefully, we'll have more to talk about with the Hawks as well. I uh, want to send well oh. wishes real quick. Oh, go ahead. No. Oh. Well wishes to Lonzo, man. The Bulls announced Lonzo Ball is expected to ret- is not expected to return from injury this year. This will be the third year he's missed uh, with knee ankle injuries, knee ankle issues. Um, hate to see that happen. Uh, I hopefully he doesn't have the same issues and it doesn't end like Greg Oden or uh, dude from Portland. Yeah, see. for me, man. I just. Between Lonzo and LaMelo, they've had so many lower extremity injuries. I hope they both just get it together, get their health together. Not just for the short term. I mean, like, no, no bullshit. I mean, Dion's struggling with it now. I don't want I don't want that to be like a lifelong thing either. Um, and if, if you've gone multiple years and your ankle foot not being right, that's unfortunate, man. Yeah, and he's been and the the thing with him. That's been unfortunate is the overcompensation of so he had he hurt his knee and then the had the surgery, his knee didn't respond well. Oh, he hurt his ankle first, and then he hurt it, he overcompensated, hurt his knee, had the surgery, hurt it, knee didn't respond well to surgery, and now he's been trying to fix it for the last year and a half. So I hope that this is just precautionary and just gonna let him fully get healthy um because he was on his way to being one of the best past first point guards of that class uh he gave me a lot of jason kidd vibes um you, you know who really needs him the fucking jazz he'd be a perfect he would be the missing piece in Utah. everybody i think everybody could use a point guard like lonzo literally everybody every team but i'm saying like could you imagine you put past first lonzo you could, you could, and then at the two, you have Sexton and Clarkson, and just rotate those guys. Then you got the front quarter monsters. Or he ends up in Golden State. He gets healthy, ends up in Golden State, and is the pass first point guard. And now you got Steph running off screens for three more years. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, we gonna end this up with something funny, man. So uh, I don't know if Dennis Rodman still does drugs, but he made a drug. He made. <laughs> I was giving benefit of the doubt. He made a drug sponsor statement. Um, we gonna play it real quick if it has audio. Uh, this is what Dennis Rodman had to say about Larry Bird. If Larry Bird played in this era, I think he'd be in Europe. So Dennis. I'm just letting you know, man. Really, Dennis. you know, I like I said, I'm just saying you'd be somewhere over there. But as you know, I think his game was fit for Boston at that time in the '80s and stuff like that. You know, but uh, so uh, today's world, oh hell no, there's, there's no way. I'm not Dennis. this this uh, 
play, uh, downplaying him because he's a great player at that time, just like I was. And uh, but I'm saying no, there's no way. Dennis Rodman is still on drugs. <laughs> Dennis, <laughs> what are you, Larry? Larry Legend, not. <laughs> Not Larry Jan- Johnson or Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Bird. Legend Bird. Larry Bird was the, the first original. great three-point shooter. <laughs> and you said his game would translate to this game. Because, dog. And then he goes on to say he thinks Nikolai Jokic from Denver is way better than Larry Bird. Let me tell you something. Nikolai Jokic is the next iteration of Larry Bird. That's that's Nikolai Jokic is a seven foot Larry Bird. That's literally what he is. The only thing that Nikolai Jokic can do that Larry Bird couldn't do is post, because he's wait 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 wait. And 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 let me go ahead and clear. Larry Bird scored an average twenty four point seven points per game versus Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah, now there is a healthy bitter rivalry between the Pistons and Celtics. Of the '80s, that will never go away. They still don't. I like don't care if Archer's rival, the video game from Nintendo, came back, bro. If somebody give you 25 points on average, you better get out of here talking about they playing. They belong in Europe, where you belong. And Dennis, I have a ton of respect for you. I would never. I, I'm. Dennis is talking that shit, bro. I, 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 I don't. Dennis I'm not that shit about that trap. That shit. No. Um, Hmm. Mm, yeah. 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 Uh, somebody uh, shout out to Sneaky. He says Larry is what Luca hopes to evolve to. And for yo, y'all that have for our followers, our listeners, you know that's a big deal because of Norwood's love and affinity for Luca. If you put Luca on no Celtics team during that time, do you think they win the same amount of championships? Yes or no? No. I'll take that answer. I disagree, but that's your answer. You said during that time. See, I don't think Luca, mm-hmm. the way that Luca plays, I don't know if he would have survived that time. He'd have got beat up. Can you imagine Bill Lane Beer kicking Luca in the nuts and just getting a foul? <laughs> now you know Luca was like 13 years old playing against grown European men. That's fine. I'm telling you, that's still different from the eighties. Vernon Maxwell went up in the 90s and smacked the player and got suspended for five, four games. Smacked the fan. We need to bring that back. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think Luca would be okay in the era, but I don't. Larry Bird, dog. Okay. Larry Bird in this era. No hand checking. Fly, uh, no. Oh, he's. He's Dirk. He's better than Dirk. He's better than Dirk. I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay, Dirk, but better. He's still going to be... Nah, he's not going to be that good either. Nah, because... Now, this is the thing. Larry's points go up. Larry's rebounds go down. Yeah. You you get in there, <laughs> Larry. Yeah, go yeah, up evolved. on the boards now. High has evolved, but y'all tri- maybe it's because. But Larry, if you Larry if you Bird let Larry shoot it. all the shots that he wants, oh, 
Larry, Larry, I think Larry in this era is just he's 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 probably almost unstoppable offensively. Offensively, now this is this is the thing about Larry Bird. He averaged twenty and ten in the eighties, and Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, and all of them on the team. (laughs) Bill Walton, when Bill Walton still had a little bit of knee cartilage. I mean, like, I want to be very clear. I respect Larry Bird because so many great black basketball players respect Larry Bird. Larry Bird has respect to Michael Jordan. So, I, you know what? I'm done. Whatever Mike Mike has respect for him, I'm sure. And Larry Bird, and we'll end on this. Larry Bird has had such a meteoric resurgence similar to Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. Nobody was talking about Larry Bird like as this mythical white basketball figure until like four years ago and then all of a sudden it was like y'all do realize like social media is like they got a hold of like all of the old larry bird tapes it was like yeah you realize he scored like 45 points playing left-handed and they started telling the stories of when he used to do all that shit for fun and they were like the only way that he got stopped was he was being the all-american indiana white boy and jack hammer in his (laughs) pause jack hammer in his driveway and threw his back out. That is a funny yep. statement with the pause added to it. Uh, other than that. Second favorite. Jesus. Larry Bird ain't my top 10 favorite. Larry, Sorry, Bird, Larry. Larry Bird was a beast. beast. I respect him, but no. Wait but Dennis, but but to, to, to round all of this out, Dennis. Dennis, Rodgers, you guys shut you, the hell up. You bro. You don't have to shut up because you've earned the right. And you played against him. You can really say, I. Can you? He gave you 25. <laughs> Isn't that what you just said? <laughs> but he. And Dennis Rodman I mean, was Dennis defensive Rodman player has, of the year, and he gave you yeah. 25. Yeah. I mean, Dennis Rodman is reserved the right to say whatever he wants to. And I actually like when Dennis Rodman says crazy stuff. But should he probably say this? No. But it ain't my business. I'm going to stay out of grown folks' business. How about that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the basketball segment. We got a couple things we're going to talk about uh, in football, college football. Uh, something very interesting uh, here in Georgia dealing with the state of Arizona. And then, of course, we got a couple NFL news and notes. Uh, we're going to laugh at Detroit uh, and then talk about the NFL supporting black banks. Uh, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Give us a couple minutes. See y'all soon. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our final segment of episode 109 of the Splashcast Monday Night Raw, uh, our football segment where we talk about college football news around the league as well as NFL news around the league. Going to talk about some college football. Some of this stuff is what Norwood wanted to talk about, including his ever-growing theory that the SEC is trying to break away from the NCAA. Uh, Saturday Down South, which is a great uh, SEC-based football account to follow, says anybody who says you guys and not y'all has not won a championship since 2014. Basically saying the South has won the championship, every championship since 2014, which is true. And it seems very legit to me. 
If you look very closely, we spoke about this a long time ago. The bottom purple is the SEC, and the rest is, as you know them, the Alliance. Um, the Alliance came and went so fast that you probably forgot about it because those teams don't matter. Um, the teams in purple are the teams that matter. Also, if you got a moment, take a second, reach into your pocket, and see if you have any money. If you do, you take that money and you go bet it on one of the teams that lives in that is based out of this part of the country, not the blue part. The blue is bad. Blue is for losers. Blue is for people who will not be playing competitive football. I, I don't like even know what conference a lot of this. The like Big Ten, Pac-12, Pac-10. Um, personally, who? This, this is the field. That's everybody <laughs> can get it. <laughs> Let me be very clear. Don't personalize this. It's for everybody. <laughs> this is the portion of the country that plays real football. The rest of you guys are practicing. Back to you, my friend. Like, follow, subscribe. Normally, I, I I try to talk some sense into Norwood when he goes off the deep end like that with a rant, but he's right. Uh, the field, I mean, y'all got a lot of alumni in the NFL because, I mean, it's the field. But in terms of college football, the SEC is dominating. Um, shout out to UGA, two-time national champions. Um, How did they put Alaska on this day, Matt? Alaska ain't got nothing to do with nobody. Nothing. Yeah, just as many Hawaii, y'all, as Oregon. Yeah, I mean, good and so long. There's a lot of teams you could say that about on the continental U.S. Look at Nebraska. I mean, say all of the, now that is a sleeper team that we'll have for our football uh, uh, preview here at the end of August. But Nebraska. I don't believe in them at all. Ah, they got a lot of transfers from all SEC schools. Like, they got all the SEC transfers. Literally everybody. <laughs> um they're not winning their state no more, though. But that's a different conversation for way down the winning line. Winning their but. state? Winning Nebraska? So? If I'm getting players from the SEC, you can have Nebraska. You could take all the corn you want. Fine. Peace out. Hey, man. But moving on, man. So, uh, <laughs> Bishop, former Bishop Sycamore... Um, Former Bishop Sycamore starting quarterback Trillion, I think his last name is Harris, Trillion Harris. Trillion. Uh, trillion. His name is Trillion. He calls himself dollars. Trill. He calls himself Trill because his, that's short for Trillion. Was the He was a six foot five, 225 pound dual threat quarterback out of the class of 2020. Didn't get a lot of offers. Said he basically knew that Bishop Sycamore was BS. And then he throws everybody under the bus during a interview, and he's basically said, "I'm trying to get on. Uh, I was trying to get in front of the cameras any way possible. Uh, the coaches didn't have any plays. We kind of just BSed our way through it, um, and it was it was obvious. I mean, they lost fifty eight to nothing on ESPN. <laughs> so I strongly support Trillian. I mean, that's kind of where we are as far as like players and trying to get recruited by any means necessary. Especially if you make money. Realistically, it just ain't gonna happen, bro. You can, you know, good luck. I wish you the best of luck. I'm not gonna hate, but I'm good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, he has four years, even though he graduated in class of 2020, because he hasn't played anywhere, uh, he did end up signing with Grambling State for a few, for a while, but I don't know what happened there, so he never ended up playing, so he has four years left of eligibility. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm, probably, probably 30. At 20, he's 22. You are... If Chris I'm the USFL, the XFL, any of these teams, you you got to go grab them. That at least that that gets you some type of headlines because we talked about how them was thirty three million dollars in the hole or whatever, and you try to make him out to be a reclamation project. And if he becomes good and then he makes it to the NFL through that avenue, I think it'd be both beneficial. Whoever is leading the those alternate football USFL, who's ever leading all of those. Y'all need to y'all need to sign him. Six five two twenty. I'm sure he's better than a couple quarterbacks in the league. Man, you mm. don't know he got the same age as Danny Almonte. He didn't play for a trick bag team. No, I'm passing on this. That's why I say go to the USFL. That's where he should go. So, moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, Austin Simmons is. A 16-year-old commit to Ole Miss, formerly in the class of 2025. If you've been following any type of college sports at all, you know athletes reclassify all the time because they end up taking high school courses, AP courses, etc., and they can actually go to school early. A lot of football players in SEC country, ACC country, and now really all of college football, they enroll early in January. The difference with Austin Simmons He's 16. He reclassified from 10th grade to 12th grade and will enroll at Ole Miss at the age of 16. Talk about a business. A business. That's a business move. Talk about a bad idea. First of all, as a sophomore in high school. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Yes. Yes. Okay. So as a 16-year-old, you're not prepared to be around college-age people. You need that that 10th grade to 12th grade. Those are some of your most like influential years of who you really become. And he's just skipping those, and I'm going directly to college. And there's no shade here, but he's been going, he's been getting homeschooled. So I mean, parents that these days will do anything. So that was my you don't, point you about don't know this, what him, him being homeschooled. Like college, I I went to public school my whole life, and going to Hampton, and then later going to Southern was like, oh, oh my goodness. Um, so, and also as one of somebody posted in the chat, between tenth and twelfth grade. Especially from summer tenth grade to eleventh grade, I went from five five to five eleven in two. I months. hate you. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I grew moderately, a regular height. I was about five seven, made about five nine. Mm-mm. I went from five five. I went from five feet to five three, five three to five five, five five 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 to five eleven. <laughs> and then I went five eleven to six three. So, like, this, so we always, so that's my point. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. 
we always talk about these satellite camps and how they're offering these guys in eighth grade, in seventh grade, in sixth grade, right? They're offering them scholarships. This is a new precedent. If you can reclassify from 10th grade to 12th grade, he can go to school. You're right. He's homeschooled. He has no social, I think I say no social skills. He doesn't have a lot of social skills. And he's a football player. So in terms of he's, for him to be homeschooled and get offered by Ole Miss means he, he basically plays football for a job. So when he gets there, how does this work? He only has four years of eligibility, but can't you like red shirt the first year? And then he'll only be 17. And then he could play as a third string. That's 18. He still would have three years of eligibility while being in the, in the program for two years. He may end up being the greatest quarterback at Ole Miss since Arch uh, Peyton Man, uh, Eli. Eli. But I don't, I hope this doesn't open up Pandora's box and you see more of this. But in order for it to not open up Pandora's box and you see more of this, he ultimately has to. His parents him. moving with him. His parents. He, if this this setup yeah. means his parents are moving to Mississippi with him, this setup means the house is a seven bedroom, five and a half bathroom house in 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 the magnolia trees, and all of them are there. His whole family there. That they, they not working no more. They work for Ole Miss. Now, I will say Mississippi is probably the best place to go ahead and try to get over on some money. Oh, oh, NIL. Oh, he good. Yeah, Clear. Okay. Oh, NIL. Now, NIL, he, need, he needs to be using his NIL for generational wealth. He need to go ahead and say, by the time, I'm going to go here for four years probably. Five. I need, five. I need all of this. I need, oh, AJ, you should hate. As much as I hate Reg, you should hate him twice as much. <laughs> Ooh, talk about a quick scope. Norwood with the quick scope. <laughs> Norwood with the quick scope. <laughs> but, um, man, I just, I don't, I love sports. I genuinely do, but I. I'm not, I I'm not a fan growing of this. Up, I, there's no way I would let my. I ain't gonna say no way because I, you know, they threw an asinine yeah. amount of money at him. Yo, if Kyrie come in there and she the next uh, Candace Parker, <laughs> y'all moving like, to we'll Mississippi too. Two point five million dollars per semester. I'll be. Like, oh, you see how much Flage get paid? Wait, Reggie, <laughs> be like, hey, Kim, I got me one. <laughs> she can hoop too. Hey, bro. Hey, I know y'all giving out book deals. Shoe deals, um, whatever you want, rap deals, whatever, rap snacks. If you giving them out, I want it all. Reggie be right there in the bayou. Yep. And then moving on, man. More with a purple and gold sequin jacket on. (laughs) Uh, Dylan Raiola, who is the number one rated prospect in the class of twenty twenty four, Georgia commit number one rated quarterback. Um, which I I. I, <laughs> I love Georgia, but I don't know how to keep getting these five-star number one ranked quarterbacks. Um, but he's transferring from his high school Chandler in Arizona to Buford in Georgia, which is, I think I looked up the nationally Buford's ranked like number nine in the nation. Um, Norwood, you could turn your camera back on. I'm not, I, this, I didn't put this on here to gloat, but 
It, it, it ain't what you want. It's not what you wanted to do. What you did want to do. It's what's happening. It's no, bad. I'm not, gloating. I'm not gloating right now. It's it's interesting because the reason he transferred was in the in the state of Arizona. He transferred. This is kind of like AAU basketball. He transferred from one school to another school. But when you do that, you're supposed to sit. <laughs> you're supposed to sit out. For an entire year. They have a transfer rule. When you transfer within district in Arizona, you're supposed to sit out. He didn't sit out his junior year. He ended up becoming the number one player in the in the nation. So as a result, now, he then transferred. They, the state of Arizona was like, well, you can't play your senior year. He was like, no. Nah. So Georgia was like, well, since you signed here, hey, Buford, down the road, what y'all want to do? They said, hey, yeah, we'll take the number one rated quarterback and prospect in this class of 2024. And get y'all to come by here every week to check on him so we yep. can see if we can pawn some other players off on you. Now, before I get into this, I'm going to just say I hate this. I hate Georgia. I hate all of this. <laughs> I think it should be illegal. I say investigate everybody, <laughs> drug test everybody. This seems to be a trick bag. I hate it all. Fire everybody. But there is a bigger lie that I have to I have to speak about here. And as we've spoken all day about lie who don't care who tell it. If you look in the chat here, somebody said, I've been 5'11 since the 10th grade. If him <laughs> is 5'11, then I am 6'3. <laughs> and Reggie, that would make you 6'6. Six, six. That boy, Benjamin Button. That boy getting smaller in this whole <laughs> Hey, 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 Sneaky. Sneaky. Who is your, who is your, ain't, ain't you a, uh, uh, a Virginia for Tech fan? Norwood is, Norwood is a, see, but the thing is, Virginia Tech ain't never had no expectations. Once Vic left, and Marcus started being done. Yes, they did. That was it. Beamer Ball. <laughs> Beamer Ball was a thing. They believe now. I don't know why they believed in that lackluster. As that's never been an interesting offense, but they believed in Virginia Tech. Virginia, I mean, you know Frank Beamer. You know lunch. Or, or are you, are you a Cavaliers fan? Virginia Cavaliers, boy. They don't. They're not good at nothing anymore. No, they got they got they they played they the basketball. ones that killed college basketball. Part of it, yeah. With that winning games thirty nine to twenty two, like we in nineteen forty. A lot, a lot of good zone defense. <laughs> got his DeAndre Hunter, who we about to trade anyway. Um, right on out of here. Why are we talking about? Oh, so speaking of Georgia, since you, now this is a Norwood take, Nick Chubb. <laughs> is getting ready for the season. He's back in Cedartown, Georgia. Um, the Browns and are a force, not going to say a force, but our team to watch in the AFC North. Uh, Nick Chubb just team. squatted in this video. He's squatting 600 pounds, 600 plus. Look at this the, bar. Look at the, the bar. bar. <laughs> is bending. And he does this, I believe he does it two to three times. Yeah. He squats 600 plus pounds Look three times. Look at Norwood the bar. says that you should drug test him. Drug test? I'm drug testing him while he's doing it. Don't move. Hold on. Let me get a sample. Let me get a blood sample from you right now. <laughs> I need a hair sample, too. I ain't playing with you. This is this is it. Look at the pole. That's a metal bar. That bar looked like a pole vault. <laughs> That's crazy. And also, 
buddy that's spotting the because you have to have three spotters when you squat that much. None of these dudes are are you need like five. <laughs> All these dudes are swole. <laughs> Nick Chubb, you man, think? crazy. But in all seriousness, the Drug NFL test borrowed, him. <laughs> the, the NFL borrowed seventy eight million dollars in loans from minority owned banks in an effort to uh, strengthen relations between black owned companies as well as uh, as well as uh, good. And charge them high interest. High interest. Uh, They're working with Bank of America and the National Black Bank Foundation. Um, This is a big deal. It's it's proof that you're actually backing up the words that you said that we all called hollow. Personally. That's how I feel. But $78 million ain't no whole lot of them. That's one. (laughs) It's a trick. It's a trick. It's a trick. It's a trick. But thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's 0.1%, right? That's 0.1%. Well, that's what? Patrick 0.15%. Mahomes for two years? That's 0.15%. They made, what, $4.4 billion or $44 billion? So that's 10% is 4.4. I think 1%. that's a. I think that's a third of one team's salary cap. You got to like, start And somewhere. that's where... That's where it gets tricky, cause yes, the interest on seventy eight million is probably is is going to be a great injection to these lending institutions, mm-hmm. but it also ain't shit. Just that's the harsh reality. We gonna keep it real here. I'm gonna tell you the truth. That so, what, so, so what would you have? What would you want? Would you want to invest a billion? At least. At least like a quarter billion. Like, give me at least like two fifty. Like that. That that's one team. Well, seventy eight billion is. That's a that's a couple players. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, I'm more optimistic. I'm just happy that they're investing. And before we get out of here, what's well, we'll get there first. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing show high. Uh, before we get out of here. The Lions released their new helmet, and I want y'all to see this Arena Football League. Travis Can you Miller zoom helmet. in on this? No. Um, I said the first thing I said was that that lion looked tired. That lion looked like it. That lion COVID. looked like it got kicked out. It's malnourished. It got beat up by the younger lions. It looks oh. looks like he had a stomach virus. Looked like he had a rough day. There is this is the least scary lion I've ever seen in my life. This looks like a lion king lion. I mean, not a lion king. Um, what's the joint that your boy Joe had? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You know exactly who I'm talking about. The boy who in jail now for having them animals. Oh, the the Tiger King. Tiger King. That look, this looks like a Tiger King line. This shit actually. You know what? If you look real close, and you close one eye, this lion looked like Joe Exotic. This lion looked like you took a golden retriever and put a lion's mane around it. And <laughs> said, oh, this the lion. Like <laughs> there's so many people that need to be fired for accepting Caroline this. I need a pedialyte. You need some milk. <laughs> 
everybody I'm not wearing fired. this. Take this shit off the helmet, dog. Just put these two miscellaneous bars. I don't know what they mean, <laughs> but don't put building, this tired I think ass line. Buildings in Detroit. That's what I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm assuming. After Dan Campbell has done so much to get this team to be interesting again and kind of be tough, you roll out this. This is that's not a. First of all, that's a house cat <laughs> with some cotton balls glued around his neck. That is not a main. That I'm not afraid of this of this lion at all. Barry Sanders is rolling over in his living room about this. Uh, Calvin Johnson is like, this is the reason that I ain't come back. Matt Stafford is like, as long as y'all have this ghetto ass logo, I made the right decision. This is terrible, and I don't know who the new logo people are, but y'all need to be fired. Fire and. And when I tell y'all new logo people, I'm talking about the Cleveland Guardians. Y'all sorry logo. I'm talking about the Washington Commander slash football team because I'm not sure if that's going to roll for much longer. Um, y'all, hey, hey, Midwest, y'all, y'all, y'all messing up with the branding. Like y'all, y'all done messed up with oh, the Guardians. Oh, Cleveland <laughs> Browns, that stupid ass dog. Y'all slapped upside that stadium. That's stupid too. Y'all just don't care. Y'all. It's players so, who have better logos than y'all. The what's the Roman numeral for 90? I think that's what that signifies from what I'm reading. It's supposed to represent the 90 years. I'm like, man, who wants to do arithmetic to no, figure out your that's logo? that's not it. I, I is two. <laughs> I, 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 I know we learn Roman numerals for no apparent reason. But I know that I I is, is one two. Oh yeah, Roman numerals is X C. <laughs> yeah, two I I. I'm not tripping. That's that's, Man, that's but bad. I, I could see y'all doing that because y'all don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> Tired ass lion, ready to go home. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the Splash Cast episode one oh. Nope, I missed nine episode tired lions. Hey, Norwood. Hey, we're gonna get some Florida Gators here. Nope, because you put the wrong link. We're not gonna do that. Uh, good, good, whatever. Oh, no, tight on you. Oh, so for y'all who missed it, (laughs) everybody missed it. We can't talk about it. Oh, we'll talk about it next week because I want I do want to do that. I, I think Saturday that morning. Live. We'll talk his, about we'll talk no, about no, 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 no. We're gonna put it on the show because I, I do think that the Giants deserve that humongous middle finger for trading that man. But that will be on the next show next week. Rich, what else you got for me? <laughs> I know, man. If we if we fit if we finished everything, man, we didn't miss anything. Take us out. Shout out to the world, which is behind me um number one number one number one Boom. always remember <laughs> like follow subscribe follow the podcast please support us please let other people know this is our labor of love we genuinely appreciate doing this every week we look forward to it shout out to the people in the world who came and check us out every week we truly appreciate that too Splashcast 36 pack that will be out this week um I think that I, I, I've already blown Reggie's mind with Coyler Ray. Um, I played it, or he played it, and he was like, oh, she's a rapper. She does have an album out, but yeah, there's one song on there. 
I heard it, Mind Blown, Big X, Young Thug's album. I'll go ahead and give y'all. I don't think it was great, but this is stuff that he's had from before he was incarcerated. So it's, you know, limited expect on that. Uh, a lot of good music out this week, but definitely check it out. Uh, we will be back here on Saturday for Saturday Morning Live. Um, outside of that, number one, number one, number one, more black baseball and more black beaches. Once again, shout out to the two HBC, uh, HBCU players headed to the MLB Combine. We have to support that. If you can watch it, you know, please do. If not, support those guys. Go Even just go like a bunch of stuff on the Instagram, whatever you can do to help them. Please, let's do that. Number two, number two, number two, the Historical Black College University. Um, no, number two, more black cowboys and cowgirls. Missed myself. Had to come back. Number three, the person, your nephew, your uncle, that went to Historically Black College University, send some money over there. The Historically Black Struggling College University there. In your neighborhood, it's the one you go kicking for homecoming, step shows, whatever it is. Just be around your people. Send some money over there. And then finally, send some money to the greatest learning institution in all the world, the Hampton University. Uh, we just asked for $18.68 on behalf of the Splash Cast uh, for the year that the university was founded. Also, just found out some great news. I think they said they increased the freshman enrollment by like 125%. Um, so this is going to be one of the biggest freshman classes in Hampton history, also in a very long time. So shout out to HBCU, HBCUs lifting as they climb continuously to to reach higher heights and work harder and harder to educate more of our people. Thank you, guys. Adios. Peace and love. Watch whose mouth you spit in. The mouth that you spit in today may be the face that tattoos your name tomorrow. And there's only one thing left for us to do. What's that? Hang out. <laughs> Wait, look at Reddy Shirt. Reddy Shirt is fire. Reddy Shirt is fire. Reddy Shirt is hey, fire. Man. Splash Dad. You see the yep. headphones. You see the microphone. All that. We're going to get take this logo, add some beer to it. Ooh. All right, add some beer to this. Y'all stay. Y'all, y'all appreciate y'all. Stay safe. See y'all Saturday. This is the Splashcast Weekly Schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition. Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's a Splash Cash 24, 12, or 36 pack, just depending on the music. Thursday, for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday, they can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, of course, we bet beers for Saturday Morning Live. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at thesplashcast.com and, of course, via Instagram at thesplashcast. They know I'm the problem. Yeah, walk and break next. They gon' need a doctor. I'm a young paper chaser. Yeah, that's what they call me. Bitches buying like they Dracula. Running up the check, got that stamina. Bulletproof truck and it's matted up. How about that foreign tooth? Don't never challenge us. Oh, they never challenge us. Oh, they never challenge us. Oh, they never challenge us. It's a bitch, girl, but it's gone too far. Cause you know it don't matter anyway. You wanna know my next move? Just know it's a chess move. They be sending threats, but I can't hear you on the jet boo. Running up a check like.
like I'm in a Nike sweatsuit. Pay house in Miami, cause you know I like the best you. Tunnel vision, keep my shades on. Yeah, I'm just trying to dodge the rain. Every day my mama pray I don't drown up in this fame. I'm okay, ma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's my world, I won't change shit. Yeah, talk that real bitch shit. One time, ayy. They don't get it, they don't get it. But we put it in the air, make them hear it, make them feel it like, yeah, it's on you.